0: It looks like the clock is about to strike midnight on this Cinderella story. It's
1: uh, refreshing, yet uh, displeasing to the eye.
0: Somebody has run out on the field.
2: Some goofball in a hat and a red shirt. How he takes off the shirt. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. In the dying seconds! Unbelievable! They wouldn't say die! That just shows that they didn't come to play they really
1: come to play here at the MCG tonight.
2: Welcome to another edition of They Came to Play. You don't have to have watched a single second of AFL footy over the weekend because we will catch you up right here, courtesy of myself,
3: Limo. And Tess Armstrong, hello.
1: Hello, go Tigers, everyone. And Danny McGinley.
3: Hello, dogs. We're in-form side of the competition.
1: They'll... We're all the inform sides of the competition, actually. That's yeah. true, I mean,
3: actually. That's
2: the, a... the doggies are building some nice momentum to lead into Mad Monday. <laughs> but... <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> Both your sides have won five in a row. Dogs have won three in a row. Yeah. I dare say, uh, look, why don't we just scrap the ladder and we just uh, base it on the last month of AFL and then... Then, then suddenly we can make finals. You I should you should pitch that fixture idea into the did. AFL. <laughs> I just did.
1: <laughs> that was it. Oh, okay. Uh, so far, no <laughs> phone calls. something more. Yeah.
2: <laughs> All right. Sit by your phone, though. You never know.
1: <laughs> it, could, it could still bode well. I've got, I've got it Hocking, off. Steve Hocking, if you're listening. I've got it
3: off because we're in the studio. So yeah. I assume as soon as we're off air, I'll get the... Oh,
1: right, uh, now, Danny, am I, is my team... Going to go six in a row, or is your team going to go four in a row? Because we play each other next week in we the McGinley Armstrong Cup, and <laughs> <laughs> really, you know how nervous I feel about yeah. playing an inform side yeah. such as, the, as as the Dogs. You
3: really should be. Um, well, I, I was going to talk about this when we got to the uh, Richmond uh, Essendon match, oh, but uh, I've noticed. Have you noticed, Lemo? Yes. Have you noticed like a lot of the Richmond uh, fan, the Tiger Army, yeah, are getting a touch of the Armstrongs now. For those who aren't regular <laughs> listeners, what that means is. They're all getting a bit nervous. Tess Armstrong is the most panic-stricken Richmond fan on the planet. And second most. Second most. Oh, who's, who's Waleed that? Ali? Yeah, he's, oh, Waleed yeah. could
2: sit down and give you fifty reasons why Richmond <laughs> won't even make the grand final. Like it's—he's manufacturing this soft landing really? for yeah. himself, and he's
3: it, talking about the 2017 grand final.
2: <laughs> and I, but you know what I don't understand? Yeah, you know what I don't understand about that type of logic is. Nothing is fun until you've won the grand final. Whereas if you have a – I'm very much a glass half full supporter, which means I enjoy (laughs) the entire year. Yeah. Like football's enjoyable the whole time. He and you, Tess (laughs) – you don't let yourself enjoy it because you're always building the.
1: No, I absolutely adore the one hour after the game that we. You win. allow yourself. I a love full it hour. so much, and during <laughs> the week I watch some kind of in club videos on the website, and I think, oh, they're so happy and they love each other. That makes me happy. Yeah. Um, and then for the rest of the time, I just want to. I just want to lower my expectations so that I enjoy it even
2: more. When we win, right? So you're managing your enjoyment well, by lowering
1: am, yes, your expectations. That is right. That's right. I'm resting myself. Well, the the um, point
3: of this is, though, is I'm meeting a lot of Tigers fans who are saying, who said on on Friday night when they played the Bombers, uh, they said, "I think this is the loss we have to have. <laughs> I think we, you've got to lose one before you go into the finals because the the last team to really romp it into the finals was probably like Geelong in 2008, and Lima, you know quite yeah. well what happened there. Oh yeah. God, remind me. I'm a little. Uh, but Adelaide surely. <laughs> well played, Tess. Oh, yeah, well played. <laughs> Adelaide.
1: Anyway, about another team. Adelaide surely romped it in last year, didn't they? Probably. And then they lost two. Oh no. They weren't. That quite... doesn't bode well for us at all. They
3: yeah. weren't quite the form team that Richmond no. are this year.
1: I don't know. Anyway, let's uh, not talk about it at all. Well, let but you um, talk a... about it later. No,
3: but you want to have a loss. You want to get a loss out of the no, way. No, I don't. I am well. A oh, lot okay. of Tigers You're fans do. Me how I feel. I'm just offering, yeah, <laughs> I'm mansplaining to you what you feel. Okay, this is what you mean, Tess. Oh.
1: When you said you didn't want to have a loss, you actually meant you did.
3: Well, if, so. if you do want to have a loss and get it out of the way and then you'll feel better at yourself, I'm, I'm perfectly willing for the Dogs to win this okay. weekend. I mean, it's a dead rubber for you. You've already got top spot.
1: and you know, I'm agreeing because, you know, if I lower my expectations, it means we'll beat you.
3: But if you do
2: beat the Bulldogs yes. this week and you still need to lose one, you can lose it to us <laughs> ah. as we play off for the Thai actually... Vickery Cup in the
3: first week of the finals. <laughs> See – Tess, you, Limo and I are truly your best friends. You are. We are both offering yeah. to beat the Tigers as only mates would. Yes. <laughs>
1: you're like, um, you, you should come around with me all the time because my anxiety could really use a leveller. Like you're, you're the voices of my anxiety. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what what, what is it when fight. there's two
3: devils on, on <laughs> yeah. one, one on each shoulder?
1: Hey, we've gone a whole lot of this time we without have. talking about the news, the hard news.
3: Uh,
2: well, we need to deliver 15 seconds. We do
1: need to deliver 15 seconds.
2: podcast. Uh, uh, who
1: wants to be the timer? Danny, do you want to? the time, today. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah.
3: All right. Okay. okay. Oh, you, can I do the siren sound myself?
2: That's <laughs> <laughs> no, not bad. Uh, not sure, bad. do Cause,
3: it. Because uh, we should also point out we are down a team member this week. Oh, because oh. Lucy won a flag yesterday. Our producer, Lucy, the loose unit, yep. super loose.
1: One, the Vaffa Women's for Melbourne Melbourne University Women's Team. Congratulations. The yep. premier's, we don't know where she is. We may never see
3: her again. Uh, I think she's, it's, 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 it's probably, it's loose Mad Monday. It's, yeah. Uh, Some
2: sort of wild, she'd be dressed as, I don't something. know, what do you dress up as these days? A Kardashian or something? I don't know. What happens? <laughs> she she hasn't, hasn't slept. At a dress-ups Mad Monday. Yeah.
3: She's in a pub somewhere. Good on you, Lucy. Donald Trump. She's dressed as Donald Trump (laughs) in a
4: pub somewhere. The
1: second you said that, the only thing that came to mind was George Holland-Smith from Geelong who dressed up as Maria from Sound of the Music last year and did a spin. Sound of (laughs) the (laughs) Music? It's, well, the, it's a long season, Danny. But, um, it's the anybody... not often
2: talked about sequel <laughs> to The Sound of Music.
3: It sounds like the guys, people I went to high school with, the sound of the music, mate.
1: Oh, my gosh. Anyway, sorry, Danny. Go for your news. Do you want to start or do you want Lemo to
4: start?
3: Limo to start. Uh, Limo start. I'm, okay. on, I'm on timer. <clears> throat> here here throat> we go. All right. Okay. Limo, ready, set, go.
2: Melbourne have actually made the finals. It's fully confirmed this year. They can't get knocked out of the eight. So you're there. Melbourne, well done. It's been 12 years. You thought you were there last year. You weren't. uh, But you are there this year. So well done, Simon Goodwin. Well done, the Melbourne
3: Football (laughs) Club. (laughs) Got to do my own sound effects. Normally Lucy would press that button, but she is right now downing a bucket of vodka. Yes,
1: she's got no time for us. Throwing darts
3: at teammates. (laughs) No time for
1: pressing buttons.
3: Drink responsibly. Always. All right, you ready, Tess? Yeah, I'm ready. And... Go.
1: Chris Fagan's not angry; he's disappointed. So, in honour of Footy Dad, are we there yet? Yes, we are. Collingwood fans, quieten down. I can't hear myself think about going back to back. Steve Hocking says, if you're under his roof, you'll live by his game adjustments. Eagles fans, stop crying for freezer, We'll give you something to cry about. Not finishing in the top two.
3: Well done. Yes. Well done. That's good. Yeah. Oh, you absolutely wrote, nailed you it. Pre-wrote that. Uh, right. Danny, I did. Yeah, you like... I did
1: prep for the show. It's a crazy concept.
3: Oh, you—you you got a timer on your phone as I'll well. Time you. Look at this. All right.
1: Are you going to do the siren,
2: limo?
3: I'll do the siren. Good. All right, brilliant. Hang on. Uh,
2: Dana McGinley, can you please deliver your 15-second summary of round 22? Go.
3: Well, we were all set for a huge final round where every game mattered, but now they're all dead rubbers, and frankly we've got two weeks of disappointment ahead of us, so let's go to speculation and rumour of trade week. I've heard that uh, Buddy Franklin's come to the Bulldogs. Yep, you heard it here first. <laughs> Sorry, I did my own siren.
2: <laughs> it actually went 18 seconds. I was going to let it keep going just to see... <laughs> How long you talk for.
1: It's uh, 15 seconds. It does feel
2: long. But, but you jumped in with your own wow. siren.
1: You can do it all. You're yeah. a triple threat. Um, <laughs> wow. Okay, well, that was good. So if you're busy.
3: There you go. Go back, uh, to, your, to, go, go back to your quantum physics or whatever that's so important that you can't <laughs> listen to our show. You're donating bone marrow, whatever it is you're up to. <laughs> You uh, can listen to the pod while you're donating bone marrow. Surely,
1: surely it's a good thing is to that have. A, oh, well, how
2: does that process work? I
4: don't know. I don't like know. if you're on
2: dialysis, I get that you could listen to the yeah potty. If you're given blood, you could do it. If you, but if you, is isn't bone, bone know, marrow like quite a, a painful, surgeon? difficult
3: surgery? Oh, they got anaesthetic now. So yeah, you could probably do it that way. <laughs> Imagine
1: how funny. Anyway,
3: this is not a medical podcast. <laughs> but if
1: you are a doctor and you're listening, <laughs> we it, are no, three
3: clueless idiots. It is Science Week here in Australia. <laughs> oh, so. it is, and we. Are We are embracing Science
2: Week here at the ABC, uh, so we could do with a scientist on this show right now. Next week,
3: it's Religion Week, and we just go, so how how does Jesus work?
1: Does ladder predicting uh, count as a science? Yes.
3: Yes, it does. So, Mm
1: -hmm. yeah, we've covered it off every day
3: of the week.
2: Before we run through the games, because really it's all about the finals, now we'll get to all the games, yep. Danny, because your team had a good win. <laughs>
3: yeah, they did. Yeah. Uh, take that bottom side.
2: <laughs> shall we have a quick? Shall we just have a very quick look at the top eight? Let's do
1: it. Okay, fine.
2: Uh, so Richmond are going to finish top. Yes, that's pretty much locked First away. First time in yep.
1: AFL uh, since we've become the AFL
2: uh, since nineteen eighty two. Yes. Very so nice. and in nineteen eighty two you finished top, of course, and then you went on to win. Oh, oh. no, you didn't. Oh.
3: Maurice Rioli
1: um, went on to win the Norm Smith in a losing grand final. Positive.
3: There take. we go. There we go. Thank so you. maybe Willie Rioli will win the. Oh, don't – in a losing
1: grand final. final. That'd be okay. I'm helping you out there, Tess. Oh, thanks, Danny.
3: (laughs) I know. I like to give you a a nice one just so I can can keep bullying you for the rest of the show.
2: (laughs) So the West Coast Eagles will finish second because they'll beat Brisbane this weekend.
1: Will they, though?
2: Well, I think they will.
1: Will they though? What if Jack Darling? Is
2: what if ju- is, is that your analysis? Let's, let's just keep doing this for half an hour. No, I think they will. <laughs> will will
1: they, though? they? Well, yeah, I reckon.
3: But they will might they <laughs> Anyway,
1: they, they all g- right. You've g-
3: got me. <laughs>
1: the <laughs> thing lose. is, their percentage is almost identical to the teams below them, and Brisbane—they're a smoky. Who knows? Uh, well,
2: they are, and it's the longest road trip in footy. So, Jack Darling, which we will get to later on. Talk about Jack Darling's injury. Yeah. Uh, he quite he possibly won't play. play.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: So, but anyway. Anyway. Let's say they they're most likely to, yep. to win. Collingwood will definitely beat Frio. Oh. Who May not even arrive. They've <laughs> forgotten how to kick goals. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they turned. I think they left the Cattery at quarter time on the weekend. Uh, oh. So, they'll finish third. Yep. If Hawthorne beats Sydney, we'll finish fourth. And if we don't, Sydney will finish fourth. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, and now, Danny, uh, then... Uh, Kind of Melbourne and GWS play each other, so they'll swap spots there.
3: They're playing for home ground advantage. And an elimination uh, final. wins,
2: and then so Geelong is the last spot. Can anyone else, Danny? I know you've done a little analysis. <laughs> I have. Here. Yes, I have. What else can go on? Because a, a lot of the, it's really that last spot. That it we're is that about. last
3: spot. Geelong. They've got a pretty good percentage, but look, I, I actually have to correct you, Lima. I know oh. this is you're the, you're the you're the you're the anchor of this show, and and you know the, our captain. <laughs> sure. However, you've said that Melbourne are definitely in the finals. However, oh, however no.
1: don't do this, Melbourne Danny. Fans. They are so happy. The hugging.
3: I know. Don't I know. turn off Melbourne fans. Don't no, turn off. But you need to hear this. If Port beat Essendon by 151 points, right? And okay. GWS beat Melbourne by 151 points. <laughs> yes. Melbourne drop out of the Oh,
4: place. no.
3: And look, look no, it sounds no. absurd. Any other club, you wouldn't even bring it up, but it is Melbourne we're talking it about here. Yeah. It does it's, sound absurd. They are the new Richmond. But I love that.
1: Well, yeah, they're a long term. Like, horrible things have happened to them.
4: Yeah. You know, not the- just
1: comically bad, but horrible things have happened to them. So this could happen. I feel really bad.
3: What does have to happen for the Crows to get in? Okay, the Suns need to beat Geelong by f- 400 points. <laughs> Uh, Essendon and North Melbourne need to be liquidated. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. could happen.
1: Uh, Anything could happen. Yeah. And
3: uh, the AFL needs to change its rules on how many teams make the finals. But <laughs> oh, could right. it could happen. It could. It is. There's. There's all these rule changes. Maybe suddenly there's a top 13. <laughs> so We
2: move to the top 13. <laughs> yeah, you know, the McIntyre final 13 <laughs> oh, 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 system. Oh, so Richmond get the first
3: week off, and but, then
2: the other 12 play. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Okay.
1: Port Adelaide so that, are really the, the only the, one, right? That can possibly still make it in a realistic way.
4: Yes. Because Port yeah, are on but, the same
1: points as Geelong, but percentage is horrible. But Geelong are playing so three.
4: No, me. no, they're playing Geelong Gold Coast. Geelong are playing Gold
1: Coast. Oh, Gold, Gold Coast, Coast I
2: mean, So it's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen,
1: no. Unless the Suns see it as like a vengeance cup. You know, yeah. Gary Abbott's left them. We can take away one thing from them when he's left us in a shambles. We can take away finals mm. from Gary
2: Ablett. Ooh. Well, I'm sure that could be their motivation, but let's be honest. It won't happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, let's work our way um, yeah, let's through the games. I mean, we've covered off a lot of the important issues here. Here we go. Come Crows out.
3: v Ruse was uh, the first. Uh... Uh,
2: yeah, Crows, Roos. Uh, North Melbourne, uh, two North? weeks in a row, have had real opportunities to mm. say, yeah, here we are, we're ready for finals, we want to play. And they've just been disappointing. Mm. We've, Two we, weeks
3: in a row. We've said all year that they're uh, – they, they were the surprise package of the year. They were supposed to come dead last in all the preseason yes. predictions. We were saying that their membership hashtag needs to be north of good. Yeah.
2: North of <laughs> good. Uh, with, a, with a question mark. With a question at the mark. yes. Yeah, still.
3: Uh, but now it's back to uh, – now you're right. Sorry, North Uncle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they were such a tease this
3: year, weren't they? They it's... were. And the Crows uh, finding form at the, the right end of the season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Quite like my Bulldogs. Um, maybe, okay, how's this? Another another pitch I've got. Gil McLaughlin, yeah. Stephen Hawking, if you're listening. How about this year, since we're changing all the rules, bottom eight is the finals. Because oh, then it's going to be a Crows-Bulldogs grand final. That'll, <laughs>
1: that'll help the ratings. They'll, well, they'll be know, thrilled
2: I mean, with that. I remember as a kid I used to play in tennis tournaments where they would, if you got knocked out in the first round, if you won the first round, obviously you're going to round two. If you, Everyone who lost the first round went into this thing called where you played off for a thing called the plate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like the bottom half. It's like the
3: Europa League (laughs) as opposed to the Champions League in in European soccer. Yeah,
2: so then you just have the top eight play the finals for the Premiership Cup and the bottom ten play off. I think that's a good idea. For some sort of...
1: What would they play off for?
2: Some sort of anti-wooden spoon. How about they play off for draft picks? I think half the draft picks. There we How's go. How's that? There we go. Or do you know? Okay. I genuinely is that think. Thought
1: they do anyway.
2: What? Yeah. the games are played. And, win. The games are played as curtain raisers to the finals. That's a great idea. that's yeah. fun. There we go. Then everyone oh. still gets to play in September. Can I, I, yes.
3: My genuine suggestion of what should happen for the bottom eight teams is uh, for that week off. State of Origin, and it's only made up of teams, uh, players from clubs oh, that didn't yes. make the finals. So therefore, you're not risking players for finals. And a week, and they've got something to play for. You know, Origin selection. How good would it be to see Victoria v South Australia oh, again? So there's good.
2: just one one issue. Players probably don't actually want to do it. The pl- the players of the ten teams knocked out will have all had Mad
3: Monday. I'm fine with this. On Isn't that what Origin is? Five days before. Oh, yes. No. You. That's origin a rule. You can't play Monday. Origin sober. Unless you're basher Oh, hooli. you've got to. Unless, unless you're basher un, yeah. yeah.
2: Unless there's religious or reason. Like but that. if you're
3: ba- if you if you're basher <laughs> you have to you have to eat like four four Big Macs beforehand. Ke- so kebabs, kebabs, f- four kebabs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. So uh, everyone's carrying something. Right? Okay. Yeah, well,
1: that evens it out. Well, okay. you've definitely talked uh, about that. So that so, comes
2: off the crow's cangas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Two things, right? Yes. North
1: weren't good after they lost Ben Jacobs during the year. That was, I think, very uh, meaningful yeah. because he was able to take out every other player from you know the, of importance. And yeah. since they lost him, they kind of, you know. And Eddie Beds, I feel like, has been harshly criticised this year for not being as ridiculously incredible as he has been for the last 10 or 12
3: years. He's the barometer of the Crows.
1: Yeah, that must be the last time they played Adelaide Oval, right?
2: That's their last home and game this of the year, yep.
1: is how he finished
2: his game. Bombed it to the top of the square.
4: Oh! <laughs> the
3: Eddie
2: he's been trying to do it all year. <laughs> well, it hasn't been his year, Eddie, but that was his moment, that's for sure. He's just
1: outrageous. He's so wonderful to watch, he's so likeable. Mm-hmm. I think if you're just from Adelaide, just like be thankful. That you have Eddie Beds and keep him around.
2: So, yeah, absolutely, that and was a, that was a ripping mark, and oh. it put the game uh, beyond doubt as yes. well. Once he uh, yeah, kept it wasn't that
1: technically goal. a sealer. That what, what gender is done. twins? I think I, he's got, check. I, I think, think he, he is, may have four boys.
2: But I think he's got outrageous. two boys. I think he two had two boys because yeah. he already
1: had two boys. Yeah, he must have then four boys.
2: So that's uh, four father Hang on, He had two, and then he had twins. So that's hang on. Yeah,
3: four, yeah. It's four. <laughs> that accounting degree's coming in handy, Liam. <laughs>
2: <Yeah, yeah, yeah. laughs> yeah, no, you were right, Tess, ABC
1: Science Week.
2: <laughs> two plus two is so
3: – uh, <laughs> we'll get back to you on this, by the way. That's four father-sons. Yeah. That's that's pretty – that's that's a bit scary for, for – I mean, that's great for Crows fans. And uh, oh, I guess Carlton yeah. fans can latch on any <laughs> well, hope that they <laughs> might go to Carlton. Whatever they can. Well,
2: the Crows, uh, season over for them after next week, of course. What do you reckon they'll be up to for their – Pre season camp. Oh, uh, they're going year. to a
3: cave in Thailand.
2: Is that too far? Okay, cool. I, uh, <laughs> Although that's where the Carl- some of the Carlton players might want to go, just to hide away. Just, uh, no, I think this <laughs> oh, year, because no. clearly that SAS style camp last year didn't mm. work. So this year, that for <laughs> Did the. It? Yeah, well, Did it on. though? Where are they on the ladder? Uh, I'm tipping the Maldives. Just <laughs> okay. complete Ooh. opposite. Just oh, sun like- yourselves. Take it easy. Do relax. the surfing. Relax.
3: So, the best place in the world you yeah. think they'll go. Like yes. full pampering. Yep, all the food you want.
2: Yep. They're getting, you know, they're getting. So, what? Manicures and
3: pedicures, and so maybe different players will go to different personal heavens. Like you know, maybe Rory, Rory and Belinda Sloan will go to the Maldives for a romantic time. Tex Walker will go to Smogies. You know, it'll (laughs) just be (laughs) all their (laughs) favourite places, whatever they're comfortable with. Back to
1: Broken Hill for you. (laughs) Play in the local league, have a good time.
2: Hey, let's move on to the uh, West Coast Melbourne game, which I watched yesterday. It was so good, and uh, really enjoyed it. There was a stage in the game where it just fully opened up. Yeah. And then it just became this free-flowing, really enjoyable, awesome footy.
1: They kind of held off in the first half, and then in the second half, they just went for it. They're Actually, it's all on the line. Let's go for it. And it was fun because both teams had something very significant to play for. So if West Coast won, you know, they definitely finished top two. If Melbourne won, (laughs) they... Probably unless Port win by 151 or whatever, uh, uh, will make finals yeah. for the first time, and so it made it just so entertaining. Turns out, games of meaning quite good.
2: Yeah, quite good. And so, what does this mean for Melbourne Test? Because they've had a couple of hoodoo's. I know. this year. Yep. Uh, but they've got over a couple of these, they haven't they? They have
1: got over quite a few of them. Now, we've talked a lot about the Melbourne crowds, you know, like how many people they can win in front of and whatnot.
2: Well, so in basic terms, if the crowd was over 40,000, they'd lose. Yep. Under 40,000, they'd win. Yep. And that's pretty much true for the entire season.
1: Yeah, Or a television game, you know, when a lot of people are watching. Now, this was a televised game on free-to-air telly, so everybody's watching.
2: And, and a top eight team.
1: F- a top eight team. Which they
2: hadn't and, beaten this year.
1: And 55,000. 800 people. Uh They have overcome a hoodoo. Now, for lots of teams, you know when your team wins the game that you're not meant to win and then everything changes for your whole season. So with Richmond last year, it was getting the – finals win against Geelong yep. and then we could probably win. And for Melbourne maybe this is their thing the time the turning
3: point. I did uh, talk to a few Melbourne friends okay, uh, good. and just, in fact I saw a guy on the train coming in here wearing a Melbourne scarf and I genuinely stopped to talk to him even though it was crowded That's peak out. It's just was that sort of moment and I went, "Hey man, how, how good was that?" And uh, and he he was there and his boyfriend was next to him and his boyfriend rolled his eyes and went, "He was unbearable." <laughs> And I I asked my mate Adrian, who's like the most diehard, like most Melbourne fans I know are very resigned. They're just like, yeah, we're terrible. We're going to stuff it up. Adrian is still the most angriest man at the football. He still believes he is passionate. And I asked him, what did this mean? Uh, How did you describe it? He goes, I was in tears, 12 years of waiting for this feeling. I ran around the house. I threw my baby daughter in the air. I kicked the couch. <laughs> what do you call that? I said it's called joy. And he goes. Uh, and also, my mate Adrian has very severe food allergies. And he went. This may be the best day of my life. It's never going to get better. So I'm going to eat some Indian food. I may be dead tomorrow.
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <he's> wow.
3: Ex- <laughs> he's excited.
1: Mad Monday. That house yeah. got <laughs> out of control. <laughs> I did some research. Uh, about things that were happening in the footy world the last time Melbourne played finals. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a researcher, I like to do that.
4: Sure.
1: Last time they played finals, 2006. Simon Goodwin won Adelaide's best and fairest.
4: Oh, oh, right. oh good. Don't
1: you think that's fun? Yeah. Nathan Jones debuted. So he's the only one that was still around at that time. So he knows what it feels like, you know, to make the big. And yeah. the fun idea that the coach and captain were playing at the same time, but in their opposite years. Adam Goods won the Brownlow, great year. Yep. Uh, Fev won the Coleman. Great memories. Yeah. Eddie Betts won Goal of the Year oh. playing for Carlton. So the more things change, you know, the more they stay the same. And the Blues were awarded the Wooden Spoon. <laughs> so <laughs> hasn't really changed that much. But the other thing that I remembered was Round Five Fremantle St Kilda. Remember the siren, siren gate? They didn't oh, hear the siren. Right. Yeah. They let St Kilda leveled the scores, and then they had to change the result during the week because they'd absolutely stuffed it up because the umpire just completely Mm. missed the siren Wow! and they carried on. Great memories.
3: Nice work, Tess. Since since 2006, we've had six change of Prime Minister.
1: Oh, (laughs) yeah, and no one since 2007 has seen out a full term. Oh, really? Mm -hmm.
2: There we go. Have about eight people coached the Melbourne Football Club (laughs) since then as well? Likely,
1: yeah, I think so. We've, maybe Melbourne and the so let's country. Bring,
2: let's bring uh, Mad Matt Clinch, Clinch in thru. here to help us out. Hello, Clinchy. Who has coached Melbourne since Neil Danaher? Hello, guys. We, 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 we,
0: hey, I was hey, just hey, having man. a look at that because uh, I remember Neville Jetta saying that he was coached by, I can't remember if it was five or six. I was just madly looking at four from it there. So
3: Shall we just list it? Dean Bailey, <laughs> that was one. Yeah. yeah Mark Nield. Paul, Paul Roos,
0: we're up to three. Paul Ruse, Neil Craig, Simon Goodwin, Neil Craig. I forgot about him. Mm. Josh Marnie was like an interim, wasn't he? For a couple of weeks, it was like jury duty for a while. We all had to have a go. (laughs) (laughs) It, It was sort of one of those afternoons where it was almost a coming of age sort of win that it felt like it had all the ingredients of a typical Melbourne, you know, get oh, run over. Absolutely. And and, winning
3: the whole game and so, then West Coast get in front. You, know, you couldn't get a more Melbourne loss. Martin yeah. LaCroix yeah. Put, him,
0: put the Eagles in front in time on and he thought, oh, here we go again. You know, it's going to be another one where they were there and they couldn't quite capitalize. And then sort of just out of nowhere, Dean Kent kicked a long range goal from 50 and Jake Melcham and then it was done. Yeah, and, and they, it was the emotion on Nathan Jones's face uh, when the siren so sounded for, for Melbourne fans, and I've got two brothers who are Melbourne fans, and I asked one of them if he wanted to come around and watch the game, and he said I'd prefer to be alone. And so it's that <laughs> yeah. sort of mindset that you know, two wooden spoons, having not played in a grand final since two thousand, it's been a long time coming. And the questions were whether the club would ever get mm. to this stage where they'd be competing, not not mm. winning, but back in a stage where they could. Hang their heads up high and go, we're in with a chance here.
2: And if they beat GWS this weekend, which they probably should.
3: It's at the MCG. It's at the yep.
2: MCG. Uh, they'll most likely play Geelong in the first week of the finals. A delicious yes. who they've lost to both times in tight ty- finishing oh, yeah. less yeah, than a goal.
3: Yeah. After point. the
1: siren both times, right?
3: Uh, yep. No, Max Gorn Max missed in round
2: one. Missed yeah. one. Yeah. That was
3: not after 20 the siren. seconds to go. Uh, yeah.
0: yeah. And then, of
2: and course, Zach the Zach
0: Tui winner. The
3: Irishman. Oh, oh. So that would that's be... That's
1: going to be so good. Do you, know,
3: and do, do you know what the weird thing is? When I saw that guy on the train wearing the D scarf, you're filled with joy, and it's rare that you will see an opposition scarf and go, no, I'm happy with that. Yeah, no, I'm I I'm happy are. with that. Like, if I see someone with a hawk scarf, I think, oh, why, why are you lording it over us? But what this- are you doing, <laughs> Limo? Why are you even on but this s- train? S- skip
1: <laughs> forward like one year when Melbourne beat all of our teams and we were, ooh, Melbourne. Absolutely. And, you know, giving them yeah. the two-bird oh, salute I'd, on the train. But if
3: I see someone wearing a... North Melbourne scarf. I think, oh, you must be cold. Yeah. But, and not to say that anyone thinks Melbourne is going to win, but you think of the, the romance over the last two seasons with Richmond,
0: with the Western Bulldogs. Yeah. I think everyone yeah. would like to see St Kilda try and get there one day and win a flag. Oh, where that? did yes. uh, the with Melbourne that. fans have done it so tough for so long? You think back to Joseph Goodnick and when the club had no money.
2: Yes. Oh, they've, and they wanted to merge with uh, Hawthorne. Uh, Danny, where did the Bulldogs finish? And they voted in favour of it, by the way. Hawthorne voted against it. Where did the Bulldogs finish in 2016 on the ladder? That would be seventh. Melbourne right now uh are... seventh where the Bulldogs
3: play. Yeah, I've, I told my Demon Supporting mates, uh, gun for a draw, because if yeah. you draw with GWS you stay in seventh and that's where the magic happens. And then they'll play GWS <laughs> at Spotless. Uh, sorry, at uh, West, at up the Beanstalk, wherever the Giants play. Showground. Uh, showgrounds. Up, that's it. No, do you know it's a singular? No, S. no S. It is
1: just a showground stadium. <laughs> and we have discussed this a lot, It's Corbyn Middlemas, our caller from Sydney, informed us that it's actually a singular showground.
3: Well, I'm putting it out there, we now call it the Beanstalk. That's about <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: sure, whatever. Yeah. It's the same
0: as uh, Allen Border Field. I've fallen for that one
2: before. Oh. There's just one ground there. It's oh, not fields. Field. It's, it's, like it's not a sports ground. Yeah, yeah. It's not a- In Adelaide, we say uh, the central markets, mm. whereas here in Melbourne, it's the Queen Vic Market, mm. not the markets. <laughs> That's one you don't want to get.
1: <laughs> ABC Market Week.
3: <laughs> <laughs> when is, a,
2: when is ABC to... <laughs> Market Week?
3: Uh, it's either that or, or, or ABC Pedantry Week, which is actually every week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. G'day, listeners. <laughs> I'm going to mispronounce a word. Uh, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, do it deliberately and then you know they're out there. Um,
2: uh, now, uh, I'm, I'm starting to push a uh, ground surface barrow, Matt Clinch. Mm-hmm. Grounds are too hard. It's causing a lot of injuries. Yeah. And it's causing concussions. And people aren't talking about it, and I want people to talk about it. <laughs> okay, let me give you an example. Uh, Jack Darling, yep, barely tapped his head on the surface yesterday, and he's and concussed. Is it acceptable that the grounds are so hard that when a player just in a, a regular tackle hits his head on the ground, he's concussed?
1: Go on, Matt. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I actually didn't
0: you're see a that. Culture I didn't see
2: that incident, so I don't know. He,
0: ba- he barely he touched. Okay. I did
2: see it. I can. can, I can... So- is
0: there a car park underneath a Perth Stadium?
2: <laughs> I'll back you up. So Perth <laughs> actually, Stadium. Is there a car park underneath the stadium? Danny, you've been there.
3: I have been there. Um, weirdly, my first instinct when I arrived at the new stadium was not to check for the car park. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't
1: think you get a spot when you just a punter. No, called, I caught the train park there.
3: there. So That's what would exactly. you like done,
0: Limo? Before A League games, they turn the sprinklers on for about five minutes before the game starts. Well, they need, st- they need to. That's mostly to st-
3: put the flares out, though. That's-
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not a uh, agronomy. Is that the uh, is that the field we're working in ergonomic? here?
1: Ergonomic? No, that's something. That's like having good chairs. Isn't but it? I mean, I, I'm not
3: <laughs> a. <writer>. I'm <laughs> not Just a, a with turf. <laughs> <To> Say ergonomics. <laughs> Ergonometrics. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of those chairs that they were big in the eighties. Oh, you yeah, like, you're, you're, yeah. they they didn't have a back, and you you put your bum on one bit and the knees on the other. And Tess has lost oh, it for our listeners yeah, out there. Yeah, right. She's in tears.
2: No, those chairs aren't going to help the grounds out, Tess. <laughs> I don't know, Liam. The, re- the, the reason the grounds are hard is because they want them to look good. So there's some technicality about the look of the ground. There's correlation between how good a ground looks and how hard yeah. the surface is. The, the only direct line I can give you is well Which I, is what Stephen Hawking said to it. I questioned him the other day. Yeah. And he said, well, it has to look good. Yep. And then being his explanation as to why the ground's hard. The only
0: actual example I can give you is in Alice Springs where they actually painted the grass green (laughs) because we were up there a day earlier and the curator said, "Mm, we're in a bit of trouble here. Uh, A couple of weeks before it was brown, but we fixed (laughs) that. We painted it green. No one ever knows. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Beautiful.
1: Good. Okay. Well, you keep pushing that line. There was one earlier this year with a Bulldogs
2: player. Uh, Was it Fringe Bulldogs player in a tackle. There is no such thing. (laughs) And his his head barely touched the ground and concussed. Was taken off and missed the next week with concussion.
3: Oh, that that could be that he just didn't want to play, uh, considering our form earlier in the year. <laughs> <laughs> didn't want to front Bevo post game. Yeah,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. No,
4: no. So Let's
2: move yep. on to the Western Bulldogs. Yes, um, uh, Matt Clinch. We mm. handed over to you at the uh, at the Docklands to call this game, and the level of excitement <laughs> oh, that huge. you commentators were
4: feeling. Oh. It was Yesterday. a bit
2: of a tough sell, Lemo. Not every <laughs> not every comedy gig has the same
0: reception. Sometimes when you rock up <laughs> hey, and it yeah, felt yeah, a bit yeah. like that. It wasn't the the Hollywood lead-in as to two sides battling for the top 4. This is a season-defining game. It was yeah. uh, we'll see who
3: wins. I remember yeah. when two good teams, good young talent. When the Dogs played the Blues on Friday night earlier in the year. One of my favorite things in footy broadcasting is the Channel 7 voiceover guy who sells all the ads. I'm with so, you. Who, I like that. He, he will always like if it say it's Hawthorne mm. Richmond yeah, yeah. in the in the in in the, one of the in just a, a regular round, it was like the two greatest dynasties of the <laughs> 21st yeah. century. It's suddenly going, yeah, oh my god, I have to see it. All right, so this is how we sold uh, Bulldogs v Carlton. So, yeah. the stars of tomorrow <laughs> see them tonight. So we're going, mate. It's not a TAC Cup game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: it could have been though. There were a lot of new faces, so there that were. was kind of exciting.
2: Yeah. So I mean, in a way.
1: Tough. For some people.
2: Can you imagine the brainstorm meeting where they're coming Ooh. up with the script for that guy? <laughs> oh,
3: yeah. Too great. No, no, that's not good. Yeah, uh,
1: no, that's an overstatement.
2: Too very prominent. Uh, no. Uh,
3: oh, I want him to come to my house and just l- get me to want to do chores. It's like, I don't want to read my kids a bedtime story. <laughs> this caterpillar is very hungry. Oh, I want to know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hungry for what? Ooh, how exciting. There was lots of fun things happening on the field, though, yesterday. Well, one non-fun thing, but a few other fun things. Josh Shackey. Remember, he absolutely shanked it, but then it looked like a deliberate pass a part, because Dunkley right. marked it and then got a goal. Hilarious <laughs> moments. Matthew Loeb, I think he's lost his shoe yeah. in the middle of the ground yep. and didn't go back for it. So then he had Champion. to contest the ruck with one shoe and one sock, and then still waited until the quarter time break. No one went and got his shoe, like runners. Ed, what are you for? Eddie McGuire called
3: him. It's like Cinderella looking for <laughs> his. <laughs> ah, there we go. That's a good line. So,
2: Tess, do you do you call it a football shoe? <laughs> 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 I mean, I don't, I don't. <laughs>
1: Whoa. Pedant. No. Uh, yeah, apparently I do. So that's the thing I'm going to, that's the hill I'm going to die on.
2: Shoes.
3: A football shoe. Well, if, if I think once it's off and you pour, uh, you pour champagne into it, you're not drinking a booty.
1: You're wearing, you're drinking a shoe. <laughs> well, you're not. It's very, don't Google that, yeah, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, apparently I do call it a shoe. What are you going to do about it? And then there was a long, there was a game long controversy about the pronunciation.
0: That of, we made into a controversy. I loved yeah, okay. it. Can I did just like keep the punter on Twitter it. who said, it doesn't seem like that hard a name, Tom De Koning.
2: How's it spelt? D- Tom De Koning.
1: It is spelt D-E yeah. space K-O-N-I-N-G. Now, the reason it de was Koning. controversial.
3: So it's Koning. Dutch? I would say It's Dutch. Dutch for the Correct. king.
1: The king is how it is yeah. uh, I would You're say De Koning.
3: You're about to not mesh. I, w- <laughs> I would say De Koning.
1: So would many people. However, except mm. the Carlton Football Club themselves.
0: Yeah, so we're in a pickle here because his manager works for us, Nigel Carmody, also yeah. does some work for Channel 7. So yes. he told us it's definitely Deconing. Right. And then we spoke to the Carlton media officials as we well, were having a coffee and they said, no, no, it's definitely Deconing. Ever since he arrived at the club, right. he's liked to, to be Deconing. He's such an easygoing kid, he wouldn't care. Yeah. Uh, come on, we try and get these things right. Just yeah. go Just down and us. ask him, ask his dad, rah, rah. So they ring down to the Carlton change rooms. No, 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 we've spoken to the football operations manager, definitely Deconing. We have done so our due diligence. To Al and said, "Righto, make a call, cool, mate. You're the it's, senior guy." Yeah, it's deconing. <laughs> That's what we're going with. Because we go. The club well,
1: you, has said
2: you got to go with the club.
1: What happened later was that we found Tom deconing's mum, and this is what she had to say.
3: Terry says basically he doesn't care. Uh, what, oh, what's the uh, what's really? the thoughts of you on the yeah, name? Yeah, no,
2: this is a strong point to me. Uh, it's deconing definitely, and I've spent his whole time with TAC and uh, with the academy and different various games, going up to the radio box and saying it's not deconing, it's deconing. And uh, so it's a real bugbear. And both Terry and Tom go, oh, I don't care. But, (laughs) Mum, it's deconing. So if everyone can do that, that would be great. (laughs) I I loved her impersonation of her husband and her son just there. Those idiots (laughs) that I'm related to. So it's settled.
3: Uh, We call him Tom Deconing. All right.
0: There were some promising signs there for the Blues. Harry Mackay, Tom DeConning. Oh, my oh, God. the wrong way around already. <laughs> see, it's uh, a real thing. Charlie um, In the end, the Bulldogs just had too much class. And you sort of you're not quite sure where they sit. They've got fri- uh, five no. free agents at the end of the season. So it'll be interesting to see where they finish up. It'll who's be interesting
3: a, or uh, horribly depressing. Who's
0: the tastiest free agent there? Darlhouse. I think Luke Dalhouse is the one that everyone's not sure about. Because the Bulldogs clearly want to keep him. But he probably feels a little bit frustrated by the way it's played. Mitch Wallace is the other one who's played a phenomenal season as a sort of small forward. Yeah, he might go to another club if he wants to play in the midfield.
3: Jordan Ruffhead to West Coast is a rumor I heard. I really hope that's not true. And Tom Libertore is the unknown. Oh, no, you've got to keep living. He's, no, keep all of these players' doc He's always been an unknown yeah. in many aspects <laughs> of his life.
0: I'm pretty sure following the 2016 Premiership, he was unknown <laughs> as to where he
2: was. <laughs> uh, uh, he scored 100 runs. Yeah, that's <laughs>
1: right. Um, that might be a good time to do Songwatch.
2: Well, we've outed the. Uh, this started with Nathan Burke yep. on grandstand. Yep. He doesn't like the wooing in the songs. We outed the Bulldogs for their yep.
3: wooing. Invented by Luke Dalhouse, by the way. I have had that, that oh, okay. confirmed. You've had by that my confirmed. Links within the club.
2: Uh, so we've uh, shone a torch on the wooing. Let's have a listen to the Bulldogs singing their song. Uh, did the wooing continue? This is yesterday.
3: Consistent. Right. Do you know what that woos sounded like? Yeah, we, we beat the bottom team by 15 points. That's. Yeah. That's <laughs> no. I'm, a, I'm a
2: big, I really think you can read a lot in the club songs. Definitely. Into like the Richmond club song Friday Night. Very businesslike. They just yeah. wanted to get oh, it out yeah. of the way, finish it yeah. and move
3: on. I remember Geelong in like 09 during their their dominant period were very just like, "Where Geelong the greatest team of all, Where Geelong the greatest team of all.
1: exactly man. how they sang it. Uh, after they beat Fremantle on the weekend. It was honestly like they couldn't wait to get to the end of it and they kind of said it, they didn't even really sing it. <laughs> it <was laughs> 23
0: consecutive goals. you have
1: sort of had enough practice yeah, to they kind of yeah. haven't you? they <laughs> sang it through goals instead.
2: Did anyone so, see Hawthorne sing the song Saturday night because I no. didn't. So I'm wondering if they because that was not a convincing win. No.
1: no. I don't imagine it. there was
2: I don't imagine it was full of one. energy.
1: Now, Collingwood, didn't woo listen to Nathan Burke.
2: They've removed the woo, replaced it with a who.
1: I mean, yeah, it's good. They are—they have replaced it with a who, which well, I think is
3: meaningful. I think that just shows how weak Collingwood <laughs> are as a club that they are reacting to outside criticism, whereas the Dogs have stayed strong and maintained their woos. And yes. actually, I, I don't know if I should share this. Uh, before the show, I texted uh, a friend who's on the Bulldogs playing list and said, "Lemo has been criticising your woos," and I think the woos have increased. And he responded with, uh, "I didn't know Lemo was still on TV." And I said, no, we, "We do a radio Whoa! show." <laughs> To radio show. Find
1: out who it is.
2: <laughs> it's Tom Boyd. That's it who it Tom is. <laughs> Lucky for me, I was at a gig on Saturday night, <laughs> so I didn't see
3: any of the Hawthorne St Kilda game. Well, that's actually a shame. Like, yeah, It wasn't fun so for Hawthorne fans. So I was Hawthorne getting updates
2: uh, on my app,
3: but, but that was deeply stressful. There was two brilliant games, two brilliant, close, exciting games on, on Saturday night. Who would have thought? If you were looking at all I the know. matches going, yeah. which are going to be the exciting ones, bang.
1: Oh, the Key Clash was awesome, by the way. Can we just yes. talk about that first? Yes. It was so good because it's less meaningful. Uh, but-
3: <laughs> no, actually, no, that's a very good point, Chess. I was thinking about this the other day. Okay, go. We, I miss the Brisbane... You know, during the double the O's, we had Brisbane v Collingwood for a couple of grand finals, mm-hmm. and then it was Brisbane Port, and then the West Coast, uh, Sydney grand final. That was like four years where it was all in state clubs. You were interested in the game, but it was less stressful because there wasn't like yeah. a team that you hate or your team in there and you weren't just really... Pure um, neutral. Pure neutral. Yeah. And that was nice and relaxing. Yeah. We need another grand final <laughs> like that. And it
1: was close and it was competitive and yeah. there was a bit of argy-bargy in the week and so it kind of created its own drama. And can we just say, Braden Crosley, we've yes. talked about him before, moustache. how he's, his moustache was keeping Gold Coast relevant. <laughs> now, he also was delightful to watch on the weekend and he's from the Gold Coast. So he's oh. unlikely to leave them to go elsewhere. So I'm going to take him on as one of my favourites. You know, I have Eric Heapwood in Brisbane. I'm going to take on Braden Crosley as my favourite other other club's player, He's and more of a I'm backing risk him of in
0: joining a motorbike club for years, <laughs> <laughs> joining another club with those handlebar mustache,
2: <laughs> which is a risk on the Gold Coast, by the way, uh,
4: or a village yeah, people right. tribute act. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: yeah,
2: yeah. But geez, it was a fiery old affair, wasn't it? Oh. So what did we make of the end? Dane Zorko and uh, Tuke Miller, yeah, yep. mm. Orcs. Wouldn't shake hands. Oh, uh, well, no. Zorko went to shake hands.
1: No. Miller didn't
4: want to.
2: It dates back to the earlier clash, I
0: think it was round two, where um, Zorko refused to shake the hand of Miller. And so clearly, given Brisbane were on the right side of the win, he sort of said, right, oh, you want to shake hands now? I'm more than happy to shake hands now. What? And it was, it was a really bit were- of carry-on. To be honest, it was it was not a good look for a captain. And no. he is a captain now that yeah. Dame, Dame Beams has handballed that responsibility under him. And so you sort of look at that in hindsight and go, probably want to be a bit better. Than that. Yeah. I, especially given Nick Robinson had made the mm-hmm. comments that uh, the Suns were soft in the lead up to the game Yeah, Brisbane have shown some good signs of improvement but you know they're not there
2: yet. No. Uh, and Dennis Fagan was disappointed.
1: Dennis Fagan?
3: Dennis, Dennis
2: Fagan. Fagan. Yeah well. Uh, Fagan's
3: Patrick. Fagan. Chris's brother Dennis was quite
2: <laughs> Chris Fagan was God, Who is Dennis? Den- you think thinking Dennis Pagan? Dennis Pagan? Yeah. Anyway, Chris Pagan. <laughs> Chris Fagan, Uh, he was disappointed after the game, wasn't he? He certainly was. Oh, no, I'm pleased for the boys that we won. I'm I'm just disappointed with the last few days. I'm disappointed with Nick Robertson's comments about the Gold Coast Suns. It's not what we think about them. And it's not really what Nick thinks about them either. He just got carried away. But it sort of takes a little bit of a gloss off it. I know it added a little bit of spice to the game from from an observer's point of view. But, um, you know, that's not the way we want to conduct our our business and and uh, uh you know we apologize to to Gold Coast Suns for, for Nick's comments Nick
3: That's, what a way I, to build y- a rivalry y- <laughs> we're <laughs> it's so such sorry a,
2: it's like a school teacher <laughs> or a parent
0: just
3: nah, going, the, I'm
2: not I'm not
0: angry it's I'm just dad. disappointed it's the dad coming in I'm apologizing on behalf of my son yes. Yes. He should have known uh, better he didn't
1: i felt so shamed listening <laughs> to him i felt like Guilty for every mistake I've ever made in my life because I would hate Chris Fagan to be disappointed in me, and I just I felt sick for Nick Robbins. I was like, that is the best teaching. You'll it was ever just, get. it was such
2: a great response oh. from Fags, and oh. I think in that same vein, he would have had a crack at Zorko privately. Oh, for sure. oh no doubt over that. Oh, I'm pretty absolutely. sure he would have pulled him into a room oh, yeah. and given
3: him a stern word or two. Just shake, little, just shake oh, hands, mate. Absolutely. When you guys watch a, a Q clash, who, mm. who do you go for? Because like we've all got in the big derbies. There's always one that you prefer to the other Like I'll fully admit, I, I sort of want Port to beat the Crows, and yeah. that's just uh, a Bulldogs thing. Uh, whereas, you know, the, the new ones, this Q Clash, I, I, mm. I, I kind of go for the Lions because I've got family in Brisbane. But it's, what, what do you guys think? I have? go for
2: Brisbane. I go for a, Brisbane. But... Hod, Hodgie and,
3: um, and yeah. Dennis Pagan. Yeah, what Eric about cool Swans thing. Giants? <laughs> Chris Pagan. Actually, Swans Giants <laughs> is an interesting one for you, Lemo, because... <laughs> You don't like the uh, you don't like the swans battle of the the bridge. I'm
2: GWS every day. Really? Yeah. (laughs) But I but I feel for GWS. I have a lot of sympathy for them uh, because they've own on their list. They've only got thirty top ten draft picks. (laughs) And I mean, the way they've been crawled by the AFL, Mm. uh, hard for Uh, them to get a squad together. So many people go. They've got a massive injury list. Yeah. 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 They've got a massive list. (laughs) So they can have twenty injuries. They can field
3: two teams. Yes. top eight teams yep. Tess, who so, do you go for in the in the Swans uh, Giants
1: Swans I guess because I don't know why Giants have just Fair become enough. like a villain in the Richmond you know story in the last couple of years despite it being kind of a pushing around how have they
2: become a villain yeah. in well, the Richmond story they were you, you a, them you bullied them at the Toby MCG Green with 90,000 fans <laughs> to a hundred GWS fans <laughs> who were just the most timid, yeah. quiet, shocked, hate afraid to Dylan fans. Dylan Shield
1: got in the way of Trent Cotchin and almost lost us oh. our captain oh. for the oh. grand final. Trent. Toby Green is always at Alex Rance, trying to get him suspended um, and always get suspended himself.
3: They're Tess, just kind of, with all due respect, yeah. stay off my rivals. They are, if you, GWS are Bulldogs' you rivals. We have massive wars with them. swans or
1: giants, yeah. and I feel nothing... I feel nothing about Sydney at all. I just, they just exist. And I was happy for them in 2005, and since then I've been like, I love Buddy, I love watching Buddy play rants, but I feel nothing about their wins or losses. Okay.
3: Mad mm. Matt, who do you prefer?
0: Storyline for me. like oh. I end up just hoping Swans. that um, whatever then, result has ramifications for the rest of the season because you're in the, yeah. the business of trying yeah. to sell games in the last couple of rounds is that whatever keeps it interesting.
2: <laughs> so in this particular, in the Shane Mumford Cup, who were you barracking for oh. this time round? I actually thought the Giants had played really well over the last couple of weeks. I thought they would win, but when they
0: got the injuries they did, it didn't surprise me. Lance Franklin's had a phenomenal three weeks. He's kicked 13 goals in the last three weeks. And all of a sudden, John Longmire made that reference that he'd barely trained all Mm. season. And now he's getting comparisons, you know, with Gary Ablett senior and Wayne Carey as one of the greatest forwards we've ever seen. And I think he, he's certainly the greatest forward of our generation, but I'm not quite jumping to that conclusion just yet. But The race Mm. for the Coleman's fascinating now. Jack Revolt leads by two on 60 goals. Mm. Ben Brown didn't feature against Adelaide, so he's second on 58, having led for most of the season. Lance Franklin's on 57, and Tom Hawkins is on 56. The Tigers play the Western Bulldogs. North Melbourne play St Kilda. Hawthorne, uh, Sydney play Hawthorne. And Tom Hawkins and the Cats take on the Gold Coast Suns. So it's highly Park. possible the that Hawk. the man in fourth position could come rattling mm-hmm. home.
2: Oh, he could kick I'm, 10. I don't know. That's who's your
1: defender? We'll who's your key ten. defender who'd go on um, Jack Revolt? Oh, either
3: Easton or Dale Morris. Oh, yeah, they're probably good. Oh, trouble. bloody hell. <laughs> Dale Morris. But I, I the reckon trouble. they might rest Jack Riewoldt. Oh, they might, they might rest
4: up. him for a couple of As weeks.
2: Do you want me to win the Coleman for Buddy Franklin right now? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah I'm yeah, going to win the Coleman had, for Buddy Franklin right now. We have had this
3: power. Yes. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Here,
2: here it is. He hardly ever kicks goals against Hawthorne. Oh, I like that. Oh, oh nice. There we go. Mm-hmm. Look, nice. Guaranteed
3: he'll now kick eight yeah, yeah, and I'll, win I'll, the Coleman. I'll
0: back it yeah. up. Look, look. He looks cooked. Yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> What's your theory Damn of coaches more. sort of driving their message in the media? Because you do hear Chris Scott and Brad Scott, Nathan Buckley very cleverly yeah. uses the media to get sometimes a message out there to supporters, but more often to his own players. Mm. And John Longmire was fascinating when they lost to the Gold Coast Suns. He said, well, our players have got a decision to make. They either climb back in the ring and they fight this out, or we just let it go. And they found yeah. a way to respond. They're going to play in finals for the 20th consecutive year. It's a it's... phenomenal
2: record. And yet, yeah. three weeks mm. ago, they looked look cooked. And well, people were saying three weeks ago they'll miss the eight. Because they've had this was oh, one of those people. They've had a tough yeah. they had a tough run home and everyone's going, well, they will lose all four mm-hmm. of these they're games yep. and they'll miss the eight. Yep. And now they look like if they beat Hawthorne, they'll finish top four with a double chance. So Kieran Jack, Dan Hannabury mm. looked like they were yeah. their
0: bodies were starting to pack up. Yeah. And yet both have contributed over the last fortnight and look like they're almost Getting back to the players they used to be.
1: Now, Limo. <laughs> good, good looking,
0: roses.
2: I've, I've run out of battery on my phone. Guys. Now, Limo. It's a disaster. It's a
1: disaster. Yes. Speaking of disasters, your team's win against St Kilda wasn't oh, I, very convincing. I thought we'd so. move on from that game.
0: Yeah. To be honest I with just yeah. wanted to get
1: you to talk about it just a little bit. Give us a little insight.
0: It was very Hawthorne like. They'd been so convincing yeah, against July really and yeah. against the Bombers that you sort of just expected
2: they'd win by and seven it, or eight goals, and yet I uh, was, St Kilda were better. Oh, yeah, well, as Clarko said, the better team lost on the night.
1: But St Kilda, all year, can't kick goals. Then they have a sustained 15-minute period in the last quarter where all they have to do is kick a goal and And they they can't find one at all. The only person they can find in their forward is... Jack Gunston. Gunston, what the yeah, hell yeah, is he yeah. doing there? <laughs> of all the people to find down there, it was frustrating. He is
2: a very good intercept defender when required, <laughs> Jack Gunston. Yeah. Well, I was getting updates on my phone, and I thought my app had actually stopped working because the score was the same <laughs> yeah. for so long yeah. in that last there quarter. There
1: was nada happening.
2: Um, but, yeah, Hawks are terrible, but, you know, the scare we had to have. <laughs> Can <laughs> I? Uh, dare I? Um, I uh, let's move on from Hawthorne St. Kilda. Uh, we've done oh, we've done the uh, the, we've
3: done the bridge
2: Q Clash and the Battle of the Bridge. Geelong-Frio, I mean... Oh,
3: man, it
4: was, <laughs> just,
3: it was just like the 90s in the Cats with these oh. high-scoring flat-track bullies. Yes. The Dockers were barely trying. And it was in Geelong, so it was all grunge haircuts and no Wi-Fi. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Frio kicked the first goal of the game and then they proceeded to kick two goals for the rest of the match. Well, two goals in that quarter.
3: Yeah, they kicked so they all kicked their th- goals
2: in that
0: quarter. Yeah, they kicked three goals in the first quarter and then didn't kick another one for the rest wow. of the match. Geelong it's... kicked 23 consecutive goals. 133 <laughs> points was the final margin. It's the biggest loss in Fremantle's history. And yet when Ross Lyon was asked a question after the match by a journalist as to where the rebuild sits, he turned around and asked the journal, well, where do you think we are in the oh, middle of our rebuild? turn it
1: up, Ross. <laughs> it's on you, mate. You're the coach.
2: I'll tell you where I think you are, Ross. <laughs> you know those demolition... Footage we see on the news yeah. where a building is collapsed, Im- implosion, an implosion of a building. That's where I reckon you rebuild it. Huh? Yeah, it's oh. it's like
1: you. Would were, you, you, you say that to him though in the press
2: conference? I probably wouldn't. But <laughs> so, who but would that's... you prefer to be one-on-one with, Ross Line? Yes, after
0: losing by one hundred and thirty-three points. Yeah, or our own Mick Moldhouse after Carlton's oh. put in a stinker at the office.
3: Oh, Rossy, <laughs> hi Ross, Mate.
1: lovely to see you. I yeah. just,
0: I'm was... going to ask Mick on Friday about I it. I'm going to be brave enough.
1: Yeah, brave. Be to
0: brave. go inside the mind of a coach when you've had that sort of performance,
2: mm. pray, and, pray I, for me. I'd be fair. <laughs> we will we'll pray. I'll be Netflix. here next Monday, <laughs> we will but I'm going to be bold enough to have a go at it. Make sure you've got your will in order. I've got to work you with him on Sunday, so yeah. it could go one or two ways. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean Ross Lyon. Seriously, he's just he's so petulant, and I get, I find it kind of entertaining. But Mick Mouldhouse and Mark Stevens. From Channel Seven, back in the day, they would yeah. have a little drama outside. They the were drama, didn't delicious it? matchups, sort of, yeah. weren't they? After the game,
1: <laughs> it was pretty delightful. <laughs> we know
0: Kinniya Park is a hard place to win, but this is a Fremantle side that has Fife, Neil, Mundy,
2: yeah. um, Hill, Walters. Who of that lot are free agents? Because I'd be very nervous uh. as a. As a free man Too many. Mundy
0: just re-signed for another year. That's probably been the odd part over the last 24 hours. I think confirmation has come through that Aaron Sandiland's at 35 is going to go around for one more year, and Hayden Ballantyne at 31 is going to go around for another year, and uh, they're probably going to give another contract, maybe a rookie contract to uh, Harley Bennell as well, who's 25 but has had, I think, two games in two years with calf issues since moving from the Gold Coast Suns. So there's sort of some, if you're in the middle of a rebuild... Mm. There's sort of some questionable (laughs) decisions as to (laughs) what you're doing
1: there. Sorry, Freo fans.
0: Especially when they've they've got Sean Darcy, they've got a good young Ruckman. Mm. Yeah, it feels like it's kind of time just to play the kids.
2: They'll be very happy to put this. uh, One of the Melbourne clubs will definitely try and pinch one of them. Yeah, for sure. And
1: aren't both of them from Melbourne? Melbourne, Why would you mm. stay over there? Anyway.
2: Well exactly. Bradley <laughs>
0: Hello and welcome to all our Western Australian <laughs> yeah. listeners. Yeah, 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 great yeah, to have yeah, you company. Great. great to have you here. <laughs> that away. was Tess Armstrong wearing her
2: Jack Revolt badge. Yeah. Oh and Bradley here was welcome back at Hawthorne any time, by the way.
1: I just want for them to see Nat Five playing in his prime and Lucky Neal playing in his prime in an awesome team because that they were awesome. I was on Frio a few years ago. I wanted them to prime oh, They've never won a premiership. We I want them to win. Want,
3: we all kind of want to see Frio lift a premiership. Yes, cup.
1: I want to see Frio beat West Coast in all of their matches together and then win finals. But
3: really, yeah. So I do, I you you always like go Dockers over Eagles yeah, in the derby every okay. every
1: single time, no question. Doesn't so matter what's happening.
2: I'm a storyline guy. on Perth. Oh. I don't. I don't have a team. I just decide on the day. Yeah, who I'm going to bear. I for. used to be but, Dockers, but Eagles,
3: underdogs. Some, Eagles have won me over. They're quite.
2: Have, have some they? players have they? I really like. I love Nick
4: now. Uh, will they? I love would. Liam Ryan. I Fine. would love. Yeah, he's
2: awesome. I would love uh Freo to win a flag as well. Yeah. Just to get him out of the box. Uh,
4: 2013
2: get would have going. been a good flag for them to win. No, it that yeah, would, have been, that would have been terrible. The hint. They're a not going to win a flag same. at the moment. Yeah. No, they are they are a long way
0: off. Good. It was sort of a Geelong did what they should do yeah. and they won big. So that sort of gives them a chance that they could finish 7th potentially on the ladder, which could throw all sorts of interesting matchups in the first week of the finals, oh. but uh, the last team as a Hawthorne fan, I want to play in week
2: one of the finals <laughs> is Geelong.
0: But they've got Gold Coast again this week. So it's hard to actually get a gauge. Yeah. They've they've fallen short in a couple of their, their big tests over the last couple of weeks. So yeah. I'm not sure I'm not as much of a believer on Geelong. I'm still big question mark about yeah, where they me are. Too.
1: Can you have five Beatles? You know how they used to call Mitch Duncan the fourth Beatle to yeah. the Selwood Dangerfield abler. Tim Kelly surely has to like take over from that role. He is amazing. Yep. He's been so good. If he could, if he was eligible for the Rising Star, he sh- should win it. But he's not eligible. But he is delightful. First year player, the best.
2: Very good super coach pickup. <laughs> Excellent. Tim <super> Kelly, <laughs> I got him early ah, in the season. He's really have paid have dividends. Nailed Interesting it. Interesting to see
0: if he's at the Cats next year because those rumblings just won't go away. That maybe he might want to go back yeah. to Western Australia
2: and. If, uh, I reckon Frio could, 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 reckon could find a spot for it. <laughs> Collingwood and Port Adelaide, this game, oh. I was just to protect Hawthorne's position on the ladder was barracking for Port. Understandable. And uh, <laughs> But not only did Collingwood win, it turned into a belting. So I started watching our percentage lead <laughs> over Collingwood disintegrate as well. Ah. And then, of course, we only beat... St. Kilda by four points, so it was a percentile disaster. Do you think um.
0: Nathan Buckley's received enough credit for Collingwood's resurgence? I must admit, I was one in the camp last year that thought, he's probably had his chance, to be honest. He's been there for Mm. six years. He's had... His changes, this has been very much his team, where he did inherit Mick Malthouse's yeah. team. So he sort of had his chances to change. And just the way they played last season, it was hard to see how they would get back into September. Now, comparing the way they played last year to this year, you almost mm-hmm. wouldn't recognize them. But the other part is that the injuries that have come with that is that there's a lot of moments where they could have fallen away completely.
2: Yeah. Well, they, you look at Saturday, They they flogged Port like Absolutely. it was close for a while but they oh, they flogged they him in the end so much better the players to come back into that 22 this year so let's exclude the ones that are out for the year yep uh, Trelaw will be back. Trelaw should be back for Howell. the finals. Jeremy How, Darcy Moore, coming Darcy back? Moore from his hamstring.
3: Oh man, back this
2: no, year. Dugouy Dugowie. back. Dugouy played and he was very good. That's anyway. They're it's four pretty good. very good players to come back into. Fairly that handy. So the big question for Buckley will be whether he can play Darcy Moore because
0: every time he picks him, he only lasts the half and then he redoes his hamstring or something like that. So mm. if you're going into a final, that's sort of a, a big call to make. But yeah, I think they've ruled a line through Jamie Elliott and Ben Reed. They're done. Um, Daniel Wells has done. But I just think Collingwood, their, their turnaround has been outstanding. And, and Mason Cox is sort of the main man, is that he was Nathan mm. Buckley's man. He picked him as a Category B book rookie. Yeah. And to watch him in the early stages was sort of like watching a baby giraffe. He's just like, I don't know yeah. this guy's ever going to get <laughs> it. But yeah. now he is. And he just gives them that long option where they can uh, kick to him. Yeah. On the so forward 50, good. he competes, brings the ball to ground and, and so often likeable. forces a stoppage. And He's lovable. His article awesome. last week in the paper about all the, uh, oh, from an fun. American looking at the odd yeah, things yeah, yeah. in Australian football. Like, why do the goal umpires do the, the double pistols when <laughs> yeah, a goal yeah. is scored? Why do we still have phones for the runners to communicate with the coaches? Like, surely technology is... Come on, and why do we still have runners? Uh,
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: I loved
3: that article. All right, I've had about enough of this. You guys are really (laughs) being disrespectful of the real reason why Collingwood won. Now, I told you this off air, and it's time for the fans Uh, to realise this. Oh, goodness. Matt, 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 you you should thank me. (laughs) You should thank me because, ladies and gentlemen, the reason Collingwood won, the magic shower struck again.
2: So what? Danny McGinley has a magic share at his house. Can you I get thought you might have sh- had some water or
0: something to go with that little intro.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, um, yeah. Lucy's not into that. So. <laughs> <laughs> She's celebrating her premiership glory. have so got. I've got a water bottle here. Play, play it again. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> That's
2: quite well improvised. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wow. No no expense spared. Sorry, every
3: expense (laughs) spared. Now, you would have thought – now, there's no Collingwood supporters in my house. We are a bulldog's house, so you thought its powers would have been rendered. One of my wife's friends was coming – she's she's, uh, had a baby a few months ago and her and my wife were going out uh, for dinner and drinks on Saturday night and my wife's friend did not want to shower at her house in case it woke her baby up. So she came round with bags (laughs) and she showered at our place to get ready – And when she got in the shower, it was a close game. By the time she got out, Collingwood had won comfortably. Now, she. Doesn't really care about football. But was she in the shower for 35 minutes? Look, as I have told you, I'm not going to watch you in the shower. I'm not there with a stopwatch or anything. You get left to your own devices. But by the time she came out and she was all dressed, they had one comfortably. Her partner goes for Collingwood. so The magic. Lima, you should have been coming to my house on Saturday night. You needed that shower. I was going to go to the SCG.
2: Oh, this, this Saturday weekend, night to watch Hawthorne. But now? I'm going to cancel my ticket and I'm coming around to your house. You are
3: very welcome. 200 if it bucks. Gets tight, I'm <laughs> jumping in the shower.
1: It's so uh, so to, I'm not invited though
3: because we play you, right? Uh, yeah, it's uh, there is a an extra fee of playing the Bulldogs, uh, so it's six hundred bucks <laughs> if you want to. <laughs> not
2: on these wages. Uh, right, yeah, there it no, is. So well, Bucks, good, did, that's it. Interestingly, Bucks didn't mention the magic shower in his post match press. By the way, that that, that, that
3: offer is open to all of the they came to play listeners. Uh, if you want to hit me up <laughs> on socials, use my shower. Two hundred bucks.
2: Uh, Danny's address weird. is
3: thirty five. <laughs>
1: Uh, and So it's still really so weird.
3: <laughs> for as good as Collingwood were, Port
0: Adelaide were really poor. Um, oh, they, and, were and you, they sort of were in the match in the third quarter and you thought, can they muster mm. sort of one last charge? Patty yeah. Ryder in the rooms at halftime was walking around like a, a car engine that just had to keep running because if you stopped it, it probably wouldn't get going again. And mm. uh, they just they don't quite have the offensive weapons. And when you make reference to Port Adelaide having Chad Wingard and Robbie Gray and even Sam Gray is a very handy small forward, you, you sort yeah. of question as to how they've become such a defensive side that they've sort of lost the ability mm. to, to attack and score more than 10 goals.
2: And I found them to be very panicky when it mattered. They handballed the ball straight to Collingwood players and yeah, the turnovers are really costly. A number of occasions. It was mm. very frustrating. It
1: very disappointing. Uh, we are all on port. We all had your back and you let us down.
0: Uh, yeah. Well, well they, they were competing yeah. for the top four only a month ago and now I
1: know. they're going to fall out of the it's eight so and not sad. make
3: it. We're so. going the full Fagan on port. There'll be a we're bit of pressure. What, the, no, down. sorry,
1: the Dennis Fagan or the um, Chris <laughs> Pagan? <laughs> There'll
3: be a few well,
0: questions asked of Ken Hinckley as to how they've sort of fallen away and, and they've right. got some challenges because sort of Travis spoke and Braddy, but. Uh, are getting a little bit older, but more so the players they recruited. Steve Motlop got a tick on Saturday, but Tom Rockliffe hasn't been the player they hoped he would be. And yeah. Jack Watts Jack got a Watts. knock early and, and unfortunately couldn't really compete for the rest of the game. So And all their fans in China must be
3: devastated. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Melbourne playing finals without Jack Watts leaves me feeling a, con- no, a about conflicted about that. Sort of like Richmond
3: featuring without Brett DeLivio. Without
1: Tyrone yeah. Vickery. But, yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, Tyrone Vickery. You leave that Hawthorne legend out of this. Uh, and the final game, Woo! Uh, richmond Woo! Uh The Tigers got up. Hey, great podcast, guys. So, uh,
0: <laughs> first minor premiership was, since 1982. Goodness uh, gracious, God help us.
1: It's a happy day. So, You'll understand. You'll all understand. I never miss a Richmond game. I either go or I watch it and I then listen to the commentary. Then I come to work and I watch the replay in the morning and then I cut the audio and it's just great, right? I was at an engagement party of two of my very best friends and I was like, this is my chance to be a normal person. I have to be a social human and, like, try and be engaged in this conversation with people about their lives and their children while (laughs) Richmond are playing. So I had my mate... Lachlan on the text, he's a Bombers fan. So I thought, this will give me. So he gave me, honestly, every single update for the entire night of of what was happening. Hooker and Goddard, not right, proppy. Caddy, goal after another repeat (laughs) entry. Brummers, fight back, back to 20 points. Dusty has three and three quarter times his margin, 22 points. It was fantastic. And then I went and put Daniel Rioli's uh, run, chase, tackle on repeat, and I've never stopped watching it. It's been amazing.
2: That was a great, that was a classic run, chase, tackle.
1: It was so good. And he has written on his hand, no, run, chase, tackle. That's on true. Tackle, and, <laughs> and he <laughs> must have looked down and remembered that that's what, a thing that he's meant to do and it was amazing. Do you know what I'm most like impressed by in
3: that story? Your friend's phone's battery life. I know. Well done. It was <laughs> To be able, so able to good. text a whole footy Live game. updates. Well it done. It was
1: fantastic. So. For as
3: good as Richmond were, I thought Essendon were really disappointing. Mm.
0: Like the slight... Slight, slight possibility that they could have yeah. potentially got there, and uh, Mark McClure makes reference to uh, John Wolf's fault oh. as Johnny No Changes, and <laughs> it, it did feel like at times that there just were changes. Shut and Cale no no Hooker,
4: changes.
0: deep forward in the last uh, quarter, was sort of the obvious move, and he kicked three goals. And you go, you uh, oh, could have, could have almost right? been, yeah. old
2: you're Johnny No a, Changes. You're
0: never going to get a better crack at Richmond than that without Cochin, Asprey, no. and uh, Prestia. Um, so I was a bit disappointed, and that moment with Devon Smith. Sort of went to punch yeah, Camden was, McIntosh and was didn't weird, make contact and he's sort of like, have you not learnt? And, and last he's been week the it Bomber's was the trip situation, yeah.
1: you know, where he looked like he tripped a player and then this week it was a almost punch. And if it, and he actually got did get fined for attempted striking, yep. which I think is a good situation to have yep. to stamp that out. But also Camden McIntosh is a national treasure. So back off, Devin <laughs> Smith. Camden McIntosh uh, made a concrete table but in his backyard but then couldn't lift it up, so he had to invite all... He pretended to invite all the Richmond players over for dinner where he would cook for them, but actually he just needed all of them to help lift the table <laughs> and move it, it into a different place. He also That's
3: like the riddle about God. Can God create a boulder <laughs> so heavy even he yeah. can't carry it?
4: He
1: also got told to watch Dunkirk, the movie that was out last year, and he was like, great, you know, it sounds like a good... Time like sat down watched it and ended up watching the one from the like seventies or eighties instead nice. of this one. Yeah, <laughs> nice. delightful. And went nice. to work and was like, I don't know what all the fuss is about. So back off, Camden Macintosh. <laughs> don't you ever touch him again?
3: Can we also do a shout out? Uh, well done, the Bashahuli Sard oh. uh, coming out. Oh, it was yeah. great, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. so and good. It, and and uh, it, it really annoyed a lot of uh, right wing radio commentators. <laughs> so I just have to say, uh, it was virtue signalling. Yeah, well, good. <laughs> well, like signalling the virtue yeah. bombers and Tigers.
1: like every other round or. Round or cause that we are yep. involved in. Football is an awesome vehicle for social change. So just you let it be. I did
2: hear one. There was one commentator on radio. They have a radio show. Mm. Not a football commentator per se, mm. but oh, okay. a social commentator. Yep. And they said, oh, that's the virtue signalling and the fans don't care. Was this a Carlton supporting one? All all (laughs) the uh, I'm not going to comment on who (laughs) who it was. They said, all the fans care about is the football and nothing else. This is a waste of everyone's time. Mm -hmm. And then someone I know, and that was sent out in a tweet, and someone retweeted that with the comment, how do you feel about the Silk Miller Cup? And I thought, well, that's a nice, yeah, which is, of course, a beautiful tribute that uh, Hawthorne and St Kilda do every year to two police officers mm. who lost their lives in the line of duty. Yep. And I thought, well, yeah, you can't pick and choose. No, Either you're saying yeah. that fans just want the footy and nothing else or you're but picking if, and choosing.
3: As, as, as scenes if anyone of the was upset, as if anyone was going, hey, those, those two blokes with beards are shaking hands. I hate this.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Politics oh. and sport do cross over. Anyone who says they don't. Of course they Since- do. Yeah. Hey, and a very quick one before we go out to anyone listening. I want to try and answer this question before the year is out. In Australia, which city or town has provided the most AFL, VFL footballers per head of population? Oh, nice. Now, the reason I ask is because Liam Baker played yeah. for Richmond on yeah. Friday night. Right here. He is from Lake Grace in Western Australia, which has a population of 500 people. Nat Fife is also from that town. So Lake Grace has produced two current AFL footballers for a town of 500 people. Not bad. The town of Finlay is. In... So how are you going to classify someone like Geelong?
0: Geelong
1: is uh, well, everybody. Everybody's so lucky James to have Warple, Geelong.
2: who's from- Ge- I was
0: chatting to a couple of Geelong fans during the week. Yeah. A bit disappointed Geelong Falcons captain ended up at Hawthorne. Mm. Well, Felt why like they, they, they let one
2: get away there. Why didn't they recruit him? Good question. Yeah. Well,
1: that's, <laughs> that's not one for us. Anyway.
2: Finley in mm. New South Wales. Shane Crawford-
1: yeah, and his brother,
2: the other Crawford. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Crawford Dennis Jr. Crawford, I believe. Tom Tom Hawkins and Tom Hawkins' dad and Alan Jeans
4: oh, that's are all from solid.
2: Finley. population 2,000.
1: Are we talking that quality or quantity? So how many quantity. people or quantity. quality well, of the people? Because uh, I mean, we're, talk, just
2: listed... we're talking quantity, but obviously we're going to be more impressed With
3: the quality. higher the quality. It's oh, true. Then, then Eltham wins because that's where Bontempelli's from.
1: Ballarat, I think, could uh, um Rival Geelong. Anyway, let's it put it be, out to the so people. So we'll chuck it out
2: there. Uh, if you want to comment on that, hit the ABC grandstand Twitter. It could yep. be a
3: very disappointing answer and turn out to be Melbourne. <laughs> well,
2: it could potentially.
1: Well, but you Melbourne, know, you have to go suburbs, I reckon.
2: In the NBA, I think it's the cities that have provided number one draft picks in the NBA. Number one is Chicago Aye. and number two is Melbourne. Oh, oh, really? oh yeah. gold. Great Lima. Yeah. Ben Simmons and Andrew Bogut. Oh. And. Um, uh,
3: the greatest Tigers of and, all uh, Melbourne. Tigers. Oh,
2: what's his name? Who was born in Melbourne counts as well as a number oh, one draft. Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Mm. So really? there's three number one draft picks in the NBA born in Melbourne.
1: Nice to see Ben mm. Simmons as well. Shout out to Eddie Betts on the weekend on Twitter, who was oh, watching yeah. Eddie oh, Betts' and mark. And I just mark. thought, yeah, that makes it truly impressive, I think. Mm. Lima,
2: where's Tom Mitchell from? Tom Mitchell. Is from uh, some... Well, if you listen oh, to Danny Beginlays... Danny's just rubbing his hands, hands together. Wait well, he for the punchline. He's from some uh, from Google headquarters <laughs> now. as part of some AI project. It's from the Kobayashi
3: Corporation. Yeah. <laughs> I've been
1: doing some deep digging for weeks to find out so fun I. facts about Tom Mitchell so that I can get behind him as the Brownlow medalist. <laughs> now, my sister also on board with the investigation, (laughs) texted me on the weekend, Tom Mitchell was featured as the song choice on Channel 7, right? And you know how much I love Uh the song choice. It gives me a good insight into people.
3: Was it just a dial tone? Is that his favorite? Oh, (laughs) Zanny, He's a robot.
1: I've discussed it could be something really boring, like whatever, Van Halen or Vance Joy or something like that, but it wasn't. It was this.
3: Oh,
4: yeah. Good song.
1: Now.
3: Britney's <laughs> best. Britney's <laughs> there best
1: song. And if he was a robot, he would have chosen Hit Me Baby One More Time.
3: Why? It's because the most... that's the
1: most boring choice. <laughs> it but could he be chose, still prank, but picked doubt. one of
0: the worst songs he but could think of. that
1: shows that he has humour yeah. an irony. And he's like, how funny is this? I'm going to choose Toxic by Britney Spears. So I think he's good and fun. And maybe that's all I'm going to say his karaoke choices until we get to the bottom of it.
3: Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I found out uh, his philosophy on life is ethics. In fact, uh, it's the three laws of Tom Mitchell. Uh, a Tom Mitchell may not injure a human being or through inaction allow a human being to come to harm. Oh, oh Number two, a Tom Mitchell must obey the orders given by human beings except where such orders will conflict yes. with the first law. Yep. And third, a Tom Mitchell must protect its own existence as long as such protection does not conflict with the first or second laws. Okay,
2: and let me guess, he's not coached by Alistair Clarkson. He's directed by James Cameron. Is that, <laughs>
3: is that right? Yes, yeah, Skynet.
2: Yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, very good. Team. So I did look in. Tom Mitchell oh. lives
0: oh. with Jago Amira
2: Oh, they live together? They
0: live together, Great. which I would have thought is slightly dangerous for Clarco. Well, one like bad the... buttered chicken, he loses oh, his best two midfielders. Two. It's yeah. like
1: the Royals. They're not allowed to go on the same flight because you can't lose all the airs yeah. at once. And so if you lose Designated them both. Designated survivor. Yeah. I hear
2: what you're <laughs> right. They're sure they're, yeah, they should be. Or maybe yeah. they have a bubble in the house somewhere that one of them can escape into. But there was a the question ones... sick posed to him about what the worst thing is about living with Jago
0: Amira and, and he goes, well, he loves dancing, which is a bit annoying. But he's oh, actually quite humans a good <laughs> move to music, <laughs> does not robot. compute. But he's actually quite a good dancer, so I can't even claim that. Uh, oh. you say oh, he's he's
1: actually a really together. nice guy. That's, this all right. is all good stuff. J- I'm J- on board.
3: Yeah, Jagger O'Meara lives in the house. <laughs> Tom Mitchell's just plugged into the wall <laughs> in the garage.
2: Uh, you can provide feedback uh, via the ABC Grandstand Twitter or each of our own individual Twitter pages. Clinchy, Matt underscore Clinch.
3: Uh, at Danny McGinlay,
2: at Tess Armstrong, uh, Limo Twenty Three here. Thank you for tuning in. Today came to play. Go Hawks. Go Hawks.
1: Go Tigers.